This podcast is supported by Conspiracy Unlimited. Richard Serrett is a regular guest host on Coast to Coast AM, the most listened to late night radio program in the world. Now you can hear Richard on his podcast, Conspiracy Unlimited, three days a week. Political intrigue and subterfuge, conspiracies, the paranormal, UFOs, alternative energy, and more. New episodes drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Conspiracy Unlimited, following the truth wherever it leads. Listen and subscribe at conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com. Welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast, a studio DNA podcast. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at thehorriblemoviepodcast.com. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. You can become a patron of our show and the Studio DNA Network by going to patreon.com slash studio DNA to find out more. Now, here's the show. Flintstones. Meet the Flintstones. Never modern Stone Age family. From the town of Bedrock, they're a piece right out of history. Let's ride with the family down the street through the courtesy of Fred's two feet. When you're with the Flintstones, have a yabba dabba do time. A dabba do time. We'll have a gay old time. Well, <laughs> all right. Welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. My name is Jack. Thanks for tuning in. Well, we're uh, talking about Titanic. Yeah, it's a Titanic episode. Just joking. <laughs> the Flintstones, 1994's uh, very own uh, super hit. Uh, today on the show, we have Rodney Weaver. Hey. What up, Rodney? Not much. It's honor to be here. It's an Very honor cool. to have you, sir. <laughs> I was being serious. It's a real honor. The laugh track was cued for the uh, uh, for Rodney. Uh, real honor. Uh, thank you for your service. I want to say that to you. Yeah. Very means very much. Uh, a Navy veteran, um, still active. Uh, currently in the reserves. There you go. So cool. I'm telling you, folks, give it up for a vet. You see a vet, uh, tell them thanks for their service. Uh, freedom isn't free. And we're just glad to have uh, people that are uh, as awesome as Rodney in our lives. Thank you. Thank you, Rodney. Um, but today, we're talking about the horriblest of horrible, maybe not the horriblest of horrible. Uh, Sydney in the live chat has already said, not as bad as some things. Uh, but uh, I'll agree with her on that. I agree with that, too. But it's still, for me, hard to watch at times. The Flintstones, <laughs> 1994's very own treasure. When was the first time? We talked about this in the pre-show. But talk us a little bit about your background uh, watching the Flintstones growing up, Rod. I just I remember as a little kid, just always kind of watching it. Uh, we kind of joked about it, but uh, we had a black and white TV, mm. so I probably you know most of the early episodes I saw, everything was <laughs> black and white. So <laughs> life before color. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I remember as a little kid always watching it, and that that was a staple yeah it was always on tv so um i watched it on tbs out of atlanta uh on the superstation and they had it they played it all the time in the mornings at nighttime uh much like they did mayberry and, and where it would just be in syndication and on all the time uh phil when was the first time you watched the flintstones television show the cartoon well i was looking at the the jetsons set of, they only ran for one season in the 60s and then they they brought back season two in the mid eighties and eighty five, and then they, season three was eighty seven. It was probably around then. So like the Jetsons were on TV show or t- TV, like they were running new episodes in nineteen eighty seven, and I I seem to remember them running back to back. Maybe like the Flintstones were, you know, three to three thirty, and then yeah. uh, Jetsons three thirty to four or whatever after school. And so I was watching those two shows pretty much together. Yeah, I enjoyed the Flintstones uh, television show. Uh, it was, uh, it has its own vernacular. Uh, David in the live chat pointed out about, uh, rock, rock Donald's 
uh, <laughs> and uh, what was the other one we talked about? I didn't see it. Now, did they get away with some uh, Star Wars. Tar- Tar Wars, the movie? They Tar go Wars. to the theater. Did they Coming, get, soon. They, Coming soon. In the TV show, did they get away with some of those little pun pun type things like uh, nonstop cultural stuff? Yeah, nonstop. Uh, I mean, yeah the whole the whole thing is the whole thing is just one big pun. Yeah, rock based puns. Well, I mean, rock Vegas, uh, and then what was the other one? They they everything's rock based. Everyone has a name that's that has something to do with rocks or like, caves or yeah yeah. In the pre-show, you guys were talking about how they recreated the intro right. to the show. So like he actually drives through a drive-through, like a food drive-through, mm-hmm. and they drop that huge like steak, I mean rib rib cage or whatever on his on his the car window, and the and the car like topples over or whatever. Um, I mean that was very topical at the time because drive-throughs were just. Starting to come in in the sixties, but not a lot of good drive-through rib rib places now. Even in two thousand eighteen, <laughs> and I'm actually hoping to open a drive-through barbecue place that's just I think phenomenal. Rib, rib crib would probably take issue with that. They don't have drive-through there, do they? I think the one in Springfield does. Mm-hmm. Does it really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, the one on just, Sunshine. Well, just to add to that, you can do anything once, so you yeah. could drive-through once, but you could drive. You could make your own drive-through. <laughs> But it's you know good look at a T bone, but it's got to be your bull. <laughs> gotta All be, right, I got to be your bull, your butcher. Um, so here's the deal: uh, the Flintstones, uh, 1994's very own. Uh, let's tie. It's time. It is time. Time uh, for some deets. The details of the movie. That's the wrong song. <laughs> Cue the laugh track. I started playing in 30 seconds now. So <laughs> <laughs> the Flintstones. A modern Stone Age family, uh, directed by Brian Levant, uh, produced by Bruce Cohen, written by Tom S. Parker, Colonel Tom Parker, Elvis's handler, not really, uh, Jim Genewine, 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 and Stephen E. D'Souza, uh, who also uh, directed Street Fighter, the movie, which you've done on the show before, mm. based on Flintstones, a cartoon created by William Hanna and Joseph Barbera, uh, two icons of uh, animation. Starring John Goodman, a Missouri State SMSU alumni here in Springfield. He's from St. Louis originally, uh, but he was in the drama department here in Springfield. And uh, we were good friends there. Not really. Rick Moranis. Um, one of his last movies he really did before he went on his long-term hiatus. Uh, Elizabeth Perkins plays Wilma. She's not in a lot of stuff, um, but she's Elizabeth Perkins. Rosie O'Donnell, the most subdued Rosie O'Donnell has been in any role in her entire life. <laughs> she's uh, actually enjoyable to watch. Okay. <laughs> Kyle <laughs> McLaughlin uh, plays uh, the evil, uh, what's his name? I'm the host of the show. I should know. I'm going to look at his own cast names. Got to go back over. He's the one that runs the Grave, construction yard. Cliff. Cliff. Vander Cliff. Cave. Vander Cave. Cliff Vander Cave. And he is evil. He Kyle plays the mayor on Portlandia, if you've ever seen that show, which I highly uh, recommend. Fun to watch. Uh, and then, um, anyway, uh, then we've got, uh, skipped ahead, Halle Berry as uh, one of the bad guys as well. Man, Weird. Halle Berry. Nice lady. Uh, there she is. You know, she was Catwoman. We've done that yep. that on here, too. That's one of that, Around the same time. That may have been the worst movie we've ever done in here, but I've said that about a lot of movies. All right, and <laughs> can't leave out uh, the Queen of Diamonds, Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, man, the hits just keep coming in this thing. Hey. Um, the voice of... Who played the voice of Dino? Uh, Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc, who is the original voice of Fred? Well, he, Bugs Bunny. And all that. He got Bugs all, kinds of, that, yeah. all kinds of voices, right? So, anyway, music... Oh, and then also, um, Harvey Corman. Oh, yeah. Was the voice of the Dictabird. Which makes sense. I love Harvey, so. Harvey Corman, man. He's so good. <laughs> He's uh, in my favorite movie, uh, Blazing Saddle, which is my favorite movie. He's telling you. It's my favorite of movie. Of all time? Yeah, it's so good. On. Of all time. It is my favorite movie. My son has asked me recently, what's your favorite movie? And I, that's my favorite movie. The Jerk is probably a close second. Really? Yeah. But I <laughs> like. I love, I love that era of comedy. Oh. That era. And I love Mel Brooks, which he's not the jerk, but anyway, you get what I'm saying. All right. Um, Steve Martin coming to oh, yeah. Springfield with Martin Short. I'm so excited. Release date of May 27th, 1994. Uh, running time of 91 minutes, uh, which wasn't which is bearable, but I did kind of grow tired of it. $46 million budget. Okay. Uh, and that's a $341 million uh, box office. Whoa. A lot of money. Uh, so that's a lot of, that's a lot of dough. 
and uh, it's a big return on investment. All right, Rodney, it's time for what everyone calls, and actually, if you saw this in the, there's a deleted scene of the Flintstones uh, at the end. I don't know if you stayed, but they they have got a deleted scene, and they talk about uh, historically the greatest radio segment of all time, and it's a segment called Thirty Second Synopsis. It's historic. And Rodney, you are going to now synopsize all of the Flintstones movie in 30 seconds. If you do not, you have to watch uh, Flintstones take Rock Vegas uh, 17 times in a row. <laughs> Which actually someone did once, and uh, they are no longer they what, no longer have with us. They, no, they they're with us. They are they, getting mental health. They, they lost their sense of smell and oh. hearing, and they can no longer see in see the color blue. It's weird. But Here we go. Smell it. Are you ready? Okay. Five, six, seven, eight, and Flintstones, the movie, Rodney Weaver, and go. Uh, Fred and Barney get into trouble with issues, and uh, they struggle along, but ultimately, everything comes out good in the end. They almost get hung. They uh, <laughs> strung up. Um, yeah, it's it's bad. And, and Dino and, yells and, a lot. And Dino <laughs> yells a lot. So... You just, you know what you just did? Hey. Are you done? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let the alarm go because you deserve it for the, that. <laughs> All right. You, uh, Paul Huff did that one. <laughs> Paul Huff routinely <clears throat> does things like that. It's okay. You're forgiven, Rodney. It's fine. But you do have to now watch <laughs> Flintstones take Rock, Rock Vegas 17 times. Um, oh, come on. It, I was spot on. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of detail, but that's okay. We're, we're going to go uh, over. Um, I, let's let's do this real quick. Um, the classic characters in the Flintstones. There's always the same. Uh, Fred's voice is iconic. Twinkle Toes Flintstone. He's the loud mouth all the time. Barney's got the hey. It's like the same. It's the guy that played Boo Boo, I think, or no, it's the guy that played Yogi. I think also does Barney. Um, and then there's always a shopkeeper. That always is like, well, Mr. Flintstone, <laughs> over and over again. It's always that, okay. well, you can't afford this fur coat, Mr. Flintstone. Well, they they well. actually they do have that because the uh, the the charge card is no no darn good. Da -da 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 -da. Charge so. it. <clears throat> and they anyway, actually do that in the movie. I love it. So. I love it. Um, I think that um that is my favorite thing of the Flintstones is the voice acting and when i was really little and i heard, hear those voice actors i i got uh you just think about uh what that would be like to be able to be a voice actor back then these people weren't making a lot of money doing voice acting voice acting now is a huge deal we go to comic cons and there are voice actors signing autographs because they're so uh exciting anyway when we come back uh we're going to talk about the plot of uh, the flintstones 1994 be right back and we're back. Uh, we're back here. We're talking the Flintstones, 1994 movie. Rodney Weaver hey. in the house. Producer Phil on the switches. Yabba dabba do. Yabba dabba do. But this movie was for me. Was it kind of a yabba dabba? Don't. A yabba dabba don't. <laughs> what happens with? What happens with the Flintstones who travel with time? I'm just joking. That would be really funny. For, for, for me, I think I'd go with the yabba dabba, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. Uh, we need to cross over between the Flintstones and Alf. All right, so <laughs> the Flintstones. Uh, we're living it. We're here in Bedrock. We're opening with the scene. We have the intro, like we always have with Fred. Um, we have uh, this is evil people. And we said this about this. It was cool that they recreated the movie or the, the t television show opening. And the exit, like the TV show was done. Did you like that? I did. I, I, I'd have to say you have to look at this movie through the lens of the cartoon for it to be good. Yes. If you, if you take it out of the, the cartoon lens, it's it's really hard to watch. And in this case, <laughs> you can't necessarily say this. There's been a lot of TV shows that have been made into movies over the last <laughs> couple decades, maybe even starting with around this time. But um, this is a safe one to do. Like a lot of people knew exactly what the Flintstones grew up on the Flintstones and stuff like that. No matter what generation you were, like I was a kid in the eighties, other people were adults in the eighties, but all of us had seen the Flintstones. So like, it's a pretty safe one to do, I think. And it was at the, but it was at 
the end of the Flintstone cartoons having relevance. You think about uh, the Flintstone cartoons. Yeah, we saw those all at the end, but it was just probably the last point you could still do that cartoon before it, uh, before it kind of drifted off into obscurity. Because now, I figured I figured they sunsetted that show into the '90s, probably. I they mean, did, but in, it was still on in syndication, so it was like yeah. there was still enough of that, enough of, of the thing going on. Um, uh, what's another movie we've done here that you're like, why did they choose to do this movie? Then do you remember off one off the top of your uh, head, like a re- like a remake, like a TV show made into a movie? Yeah. Um, we talked about that with Baywatch. We talked about yeah. it with like Chips. Yeah. Where you go? Why? There's no reason for this. Yeah. And the car- like the cartoony type stuff, it really like. Something old like that, I guess it would be the equivalent of another Space Jam, but that might be fun if you put like our friend LeBron James in it and some other people. Yeah, I can't, I honestly can't even think of a lot of cartoons that shows that have been made into films, yeah. especially live action like Scooby Doo. I guess um, they they made several of those. Those are yeah, like candidates for this them. movie. Oh yeah, for this podcast too. But oh, no, that is true. <laughs> that is true. The second <laughs> one, I've yet to have anyone really bring the the Scooby Doo stuff on, which the second one for sure would be one. Oh yeah. So we're in Bedrock. We have an evil guy named Cliff Vandercave, who's the CEO. He's a new CEO of Slater National. Uh, he has a secretary that he's apparently attracted to named Miss Stone, Sharon Stone. Actually, yes. uh, played by and, Halle Berry, and they actually were wanting to get Sharon Stone to do it, but she wasn't able to. So wasn't I, able to, or wasn't willing. Well, <laughs> that could be up for debate. But yeah. but but you can't go wrong with Halle Berry, mm-hmm. and uh, she's there, and they're trying to swindle the uh, money from the company, uh, and basically uh, they've got to find someone that can uh, be their uh, patsy for this. They have a, a they have a, a new executive program test a placement test. Barney scores the highest score. We don't find that out till later, really. Well, we do find, out, find out actually really early. quickly because but Fred scored the lowest score. But recently in the storyline, Fred uh, had lent had lent Barney played by Rick Moranis uh, money so they could adopt a baby or a child, I guess, and that child. Was Bam Bam raised by mastodons? Yes, <laughs> I I've said this before, but Bam t- Bam is actually short for Bam Bam Bam. <laughs> my my I, I found this the kid that played Bam Bam. I am I'm very hard. All, I'm I'm very two I, level. I'm I have twins. Oh really? Yeah. The one it was that the Bam Bam kid. Mm-hmm. Actually, both both Bam, of, Bam, I, got, I knew Pebbles, Pebbles was a, was twins. At first, I thought that was the Olsen twins, but it's, it wasn't because they were a little older by then. If some other some other twins. Oh. I have a hard time with child actors. I've always said this on the show. The Bam Bam kid, they got he was just young enough to where I think they could program him in with him saying Bam Bam, but he just he said it Bam 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 like he said it Bam like that. It's <laughs> it's supposed to be Bam 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 Bam, right? Anybody? No. He said Bam Bam. Just straightforward and just beating things up with this uh, club or whatever, and uh, child actors. Did, yeah. Didn't they actually have a voiceover for Bam Bam? Oh, that was obvious too. So yeah. which then they screwed that up. What? Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, and it was a girl. <clears throat> like uh, there's a, an actress named a voiceover actress named Elizabeth Daly did the voice for Bam Bam. Bam 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 Bam. It's like no Bam Bam. Bam, Bam, so Bam. They actually had three actors play that one role. Yeah, seriously. That's a lot of money they spent on Bam, Bam. <laughs> um, they could have CGI'd him like they did Dino. <laughs> Laugh track. But they got their money back. <laughs> there you go. Thanks. <laughs> Let's do it again. Let's try it. You ready? They could have CGI'd him like they did Dino. <laughs> oh, Fred. All right, sorry. All right, so um, they uh, have this plan. Fred Flintstone, uh, his best friend is Barney Rubble, obviously, and he Barney uh, trades tests with Fred, which I think was kind of interesting that he trades tests with Fred because he knows that Fred's going to score so low on this test. Mm-hmm. And it turns out Barney gets the highest score. He becomes automatic vice president of uh, industrial, I don't know, whatever it is, maintenance. And then they, um, and basically Fred's first act as that, has to fire Barney. He fires Barney, and then um, because he had the lowest, because he had score. the lowest score, <laughs> which is hilarious. Because Barney's the only one that knows that I gave my good test score to Fred, who then in turn has to turn around and fire me because Fred had the lowest test score. It's like unbelievable. 
It's like this is like Hamlet. there was like a chimpanzee or something that actually took the test too and, and scored that higher. Skills, <laughs> still scored higher than. Bert. Um. So Bam Bam or not Bam Bam. Uh, Barney uh, gets fired. Becomes he has various jobs. He works at a gas station. He's a waiter, and that's the background for this. ice cream truck. Ice cream truck that has the Jetsons theme. And he also has um. He's also like uh, well, he's supposed to. Uh, test shark repellent the next day oh kind of like a crash test dummy sort of thing <laughs> fred uh, which is very cartoony yeah. which that does stick very closely to what the t- the tv mm-hmm. show would actually do exactly fred um is is a little bit um put out now with barney because barney is feeling a little bit of angst look i gave you that test and fred doesn't believe him and then um the uh so fred is a little bit too high and mighty Buys a new uh, car because uh, his, his, he hurt his foot on the way in. He had a, uh, what did he say? He car- stepped on a nail. I had car problems. Yeah. I stepped on a nail. And then he shows his foot and it's a big slashed up mess. Just, well, he's using his feet the whole time. Uh, positives about this movie, and we won't go the goods and bads after a bit, but the the sound effects were really good. The It was, it was right out yeah, of the, the cartoon. The, 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 foot, the foot sounds on the car. The, the twinkle toes. The twinkle toes, Flintstone. Bowling. Yeah, which is good. Um and the sticking to an actual plot that would be from the cartoon was good, I thought. Um, if well, you would call it that. Ish, yeah. <laughs> um, again, kind of made for kids, this movie is. And maybe in 94, kids would have liked it. I don't th- know if at this time, like some of the things they were going over would be as uh, fun to watch. Anyway. So, um, he has a mother-in-law that's in, played by um, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, Elizabeth, yeah, Elizabeth Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. And... Um, so she's a pearl slag hoople, anyway. Uh, that's Wilma's mom, uh, and Wilma all, and Fred both kind of get caught up in the fact that he's part of this executive uh, program now. Uh, he basically gets talked into, um, he basically gets talked into signing off on these pa- this paperwork uh, by Vandercave, and Vandercave then uh, basically double crosses him, and the paperwork actually ends up firing everybody in the company other than the executives because they're going to revolutionize how they make because slate makes you know uh building materials but now they're just going to make actually they, they build houses but this is going to turn into a prefabricated yes it's gonna be the united united homes uh version of of this uh pre-stone homes pre-stone homes so they um <laughs> they then uh that's laugh track where's laugh track at phil <laughs> and then they um that's a good job rodney thank you <laughs> rodney Where's Urkel at? Um, <laughs> Urkel. Did I do that? I, did I do that? Okay, sorry, there you go. I like the laugh track. We may keep the laugh track. Poor people are like, this is horrible. But it already is. Um, they were to, and Sydney in the live chat says this. Folks, if you want to be part of the live chat, by the way, Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Uh, just look for our posts on Twitter at One Horrible Movie. That's when I tell you we're going live and when we're going to go live. Uh, but Sydney in the live chat uh, said that the critics, there was a lot of backlash over uh, two adult themed type stuff. Oh, yeah. But there's that happy medium where you're casting these live action people. Do you make it too cartoony? Is it too kid like? What do you do? Well, and Rodney, in the pre show, you were talking about how, like, the original show in the 60s, like, in the mid 60s was when they were running new episodes, it was at an adult time frame, right? It was a prime time show. Yeah, it was a prime. Uh, yeah. It was a prime time. Yeah, yeah. So, it was on at prime time. I mean, in its initial run, like that. I, I know by the '80s and the '90s, those things that were maybe edgy in the '60s weren't as edgy anymore. So, you know, it was okay for kids to watch them. But I mean, if you're sta- sticking to the heart of the, sh- the original show, it it probably was a little edgy, like stuff that you only want adults to watch. But uh, the Dicta Bird is his only real true friend in this, right? Played by Roger Corman to a point. Not even really a friend, but. <laughs> He just, well, he's very sarcastic the whole time. He, he kind of plays the role of the Great Gazoo. You remember, mm-hmm. remember the Great Gazoo, the alien? He's in the Rock Vegas one, by the way, for the record. And um, he's a sarcastic person, but it's his recording that helps out, right? Yes. Um, so the Dicta Bird, who's played by Harvey Corman, we said, um, is around the whole time, um, cutting jokes on Fred and everything else. Um, and he's the only witness that can kind of clear Fred's name from... The fact that um, Fred has allegedly embezzled money from the company and gotten all the people fired, 
uh, and that's basically the money laundering that the Vander Vander Cave uh, people are trying to make happen, which I can say that is kind of adult to have that theme in the backdrop and trying to figure out ways to embezzle money. But I guess you got to know your audience and, but I guess people did. I think, I mean, I think there were multiple generations going to see this movie too, but, and you gotta have something for the adults too. Yeah. Um, they, um, the police end up on a manhunt for Fred. You remember this? Mm -hmm. Tell us about this. Well, it's uh, everybody ends up on a manhunt. They're, they're after him. And ironically, the person that finds him is, um, I've got to pull, pull up his name, figure it out. Um, Cause I see him, but it's like, um, Jonathan Winters. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's yes. Jonathan Winters that actually finds him because he's he's got this fake beard on and and goes to try to hide. He's had a falling out with uh, Wilma. Yes, <clears throat> and so he's got all kinds of problems, and so he's he's hiding out. And then while he's trying to warm up by the fires, when his beard comes off, and so everybody starts chasing him, and um, they finally catch him, and they're going to string him up. Mm. They're going to hang him. And about this time, uh, Fred pulls up in his little ice cream truck at that point. Or, I'm sorry, Barney pulls up in the ice cream truck with the uh, Jetsons theme going. And, um, you know, he's like, oh, Bar or, Barney, you came to save me. He's like, no, actually, I saw a crowd and thought I could sell some ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> but, I like uh, it. <laughs> so, um, so they're going to string them both up. But, um, so, yeah, they, and that's when the. That's very adult, by the way. Like when you were saying that in the thirty-second synopsis, I was just like, "What is like? Is this movie for kids? Like they're about to get hanged <laughs> to death?" You know. <laughs> um. The um. So they uh end up clearing his name, right? Mm -hmm. Uh. They. How do the children? Do the children get kidnapped? Cliff kidnaps Pebbles mm -hmm. and Bam Bam, Bam Bam, Bam Bam Bam, <laughs> and um, he Fred has the the dicta bird, right? Cliff knows that the Dicta Bird has all the information, and um, he's going to make a trade. Trade children bird. for the Dicta Bird. Which, by the way, we're when we're saying Dicta Bird. I'm saying D I C T A B I R D. So dictation dictation bird. bird. It's a bird that hears. So you're if you're hearing this on on the radio or on the podcast or wherever you're hearing this, know that I'm not saying a bad word. <laughs> I'm not sure what that word would be if I were to say it, but it's definitely not a bad word. Phil would have bleeped it out had I said it, uh, even though I'm, I wouldn't say that. I'm a little slow. That just hit me. It's like, oh, yeah. That well, I kept that. saying it. There are certain words like I keep saying. I kept saying it, and I was like, I'm not sure if someone just tuning in would be like, what is this? Like, what's he saying? Um, so anyway, this uh, this bird is a dictation bird that uh, listens. And then uh, remember now, in the Flintstones world, things that, things that, are, um, things that are normal things like this bird – it's like a parrot kind of that can repeat things. Mm -hmm. uh, in the live chat, uh, we're talking, just, David just, talking about the garbage disposal. Yeah, the garbage disposal called him out. Thank you, David. It's like a ra yeah. it's like this pig. It's like this, uh, I don't know. That just sits under the Razorback counter. looking pig that just sits under the counter and you shove the garbage. So all these animals, the dinosaurs are the manual labor, like the you know bulldozer type things. So, the shower's an elephant. And yeah, 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 yeah. So know that it's a literal, a literal bird that repeats back the information from the thing. So... All right, uh, so the police uh, and everyone uh, get involved. Uh, he's got this trap set up, right? He's trying to, does he, uh, oh, he ties Pam Bam, Bam, Bam and Pebbles uh, to this mixer, mixing machine. and well, it's, it's the thing that's going to be making the prefab houses. Okay, and he's going to. So they're tied up. He's literally he's going gonna, to kill these children. He's crush them, yeah. In this machine. This is, this person's serious. Cliff is a serious, psychotic person. Mm-hmm pretty crazy this is heavy stuff no pun intended with the rocks <laughs> anyway i thought that was good um this is heavy stuff cue it oh sorry I'm, oh I'm, hold, come back I'm to asleep it. At the we'll come back to it all right sorry <laughs> we gotta work this out he'll fix that and post edit wait no he won't all right uh anyway so they are uh there and um cliff gets stopped in the uh mixing goo gets stopped and uh, Fred's no, name. Cliff, the goo is actually concrete. That is the start of the concrete age. Oh, and so they've gotten they've gotten it. They've, so it's I'm, all come full circle, right? So I'm sure 
I'm sure we all learned that and remember back in our uh, history classes about the concrete age. There are some history issues with this movie. <laughs> um, and we've talked about those uh, earlier on to the uh, live chat about the mammoths that are there that really wouldn't have been there this early. If you really start adding up the dates of, that they talk about in the movie, it doesn't even make any sense, but whatever. Dinosaurs and humans never really ran together, alleged, right? No. Allegedly? I don't think so. We don't know. If I remember correctly. Now, the, the pyramids... Depends on what movie you watch. Did, yeah. Slate, did Slate make the pyramids at Giza? Is that we're led to believe, too? <laughs> who, made, who made the Sphinx? The, the Slate? Slate company? No, Slate, Slate wouldn't have been involved because they have a different accent. What about the... So. Did Slate make Stonehenge? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, Slate, Slate, would have been, Slate would have been involved somehow in the uh, Grand Canyon. Uh, it's true, 15 million years later. Um, okay, so uh, there you go. That's what's what happened, Fred uh, and Wilma and Barney and the gang. Uh, they have a great time. Uh, you have a due time. And have a great old time. Uh, and they um, have decided they're, everything's fine. Right? Uh, the Rubbles and the Flintstones are friends again. And uh, might as well. And they get their old jobs back. Yes, they're back. Here. I don't want to be. I don't want to be an executive anymore, Bond. That's for sure. And and the nice thing, Fred is able to get uh, little ketchup packets for everybody in the, in, the, uh, in the break room. That's the last thing whatever. he does before he, exon- he before he so. gets out of that job. Anyway, there you go. That's the plot, folks. Um, does uh, Goodman do a, a pretty good oh, impersonation? I think, I think he does. John Goodman was as good a person as you could have uh, as you could have picked for this. Yeah. Both body type and yes, voice. Yes, I think it was just as good as anybody else you could have gotten. And really, as far as all of the characters, they did a good job with it. I, I really think yeah. that you yeah. know they, it was believable to, to watch it from the cart- cartoon standpoint. Uh, but again, when we come back, folks, I'm getting ready to go to a break here. But when we come back, we'll talk about the goods and bads, and we'll kind of lay out uh, some of the things for me why I thought this movie was. Uh, bad at least and in some ways horrible because it wouldn't be on the horror movie podcast if it weren't uh, a little bit horrible at least so when we come back we'll talk about goods and bads and we'll see you in a second and welcome back uh we're here on the horror movie podcast we're talking about the flintstones 1994's masterpiece <laughs> award-winning masterpiece we're here with rodney weaver rodney woohoo yabba dabba doo we're here with phil Producer Phil. Yep, that's me. Um, that's me. That's his catchphrase. Yep, that's me. Having a great old time. Oh, yeah. 5230 is when we end this. Okay, so here we go. Uh, we're going to talk about goods and bads. The goods and bads of the Flintstones. Um, can I interject something? You else? are always I, I've allowed. Not, I've not seen this movie recently, so, um, but I, I just watched the trailer during our break, and the... Um, Dino scenes actually look, <laughs> they actually look pretty decent like mm-hmm. I was I was actually surprised for 1994 especially yeah, but, um, uh, and that was only almost 25 years Jurassic ago. Park had come out before then yeah so I think the technology to create a CGI dinosaur well you mentioned that was right on the TV show dinosaurs it was the not the mama yeah show <laughs> called, the mama. called dinosaurs uh, much of the same kind of puppetry I think that's when did Dinosaurs the TV show come out? Um, I mean, late '90s, probably just a few years Let's after that. Let's find out. Maybe before. Um, but yeah, the, Urkel, so. I, I think the puppetry is actually pretty good in this mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah, I uh, okay. So let's talk about the goods of this movie. The goods are as I, I tell you what. Hey, Dinosaurs was on in 1991. Oh TV yeah. Show. Yeah. So, so really, maybe is there a chance that the Dinosaurs people or that uh, the Flintstones people said? We could do a Flintstones show. Look at this Dinosaurs TV show. It worked. It worked. Anyway, so goods and bads. The goods of this movie. For me, the goods. Let's do this. Ronnie, you go first. The goods. The good things about this movie. I would say the uh, the cast was good. They had some incredible people. They did. So uh, Let's go down the list. And the acting was actually pretty good. John Goodman. Life. You're going to get a good actor there. Rick Moranis. I love. Elizabeth Perkins, like I said, she's not in a lot of stuff, but she's Wilma. <clears throat> Rosie O'Donnell, again. Stable she was good, she was in, good in that. Kyle McLaughlin, I like him and stuff. Halle Berry, who's not what's not to like there. And Elizabeth Taylor, uh, she's in there. Um, you know, she's there. Yeah, acting. Good job. And then um I overall a good a good cast, that's true. Um, I felt like um the medium is a, it's a good medium maybe to make a live action movie, at least in 
theory, maybe. The biggest thing for me, um, visually, I think they did a pretty good job of making it look mm-hmm. okay live action. Um, but, but uh, again, I'll go into some of the other, other things. But uh, maybe... Maybe a little bit um, more entertaining for adults than I thought it might be. Maybe I should say that as a good one. All right, um, Rodney, give me a bad. Um, What's a bad of this movie? Just one. I don't, the, the script was just kind of off, a, in it, my opinion. It's an episode. If, if again, I, I always go back to if you if you look at it from the context of the cartoon, it's great. Yes, but. If you take it out of that context, you know the the writing for it is really kind of. I think the biggest thing to that, to quote uh, Cliff <laughs> Vandercave with one point, you know, son of a brachiosaurus. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. All right. Uh, the I, I would say the I mean, would you say that the writing of the mo- the movie is pretty similar to the caliber that you get from the TV show, like it. You kind of expect yeah. a movie to to outdo the TV show, but it really kind of just went par with it's it. It's just right there with it, yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely uh, one big thing for me in this one, um, I did ask myself why they decided to make, mm-hmm. why did they decide to make a Flintstones movie when they made this Flintstones movie? Mm-hmm. Um, it would be like if they made a Super Mario Brothers movie right now. For me, aren't they doing that? No, that's stupid. Oh, I'm saying if they are, bad choice. But they're they're still making Mario games though. Like they hadn't made. Okay, a, okay, okay, okay. They, Phil, okay, let me think about a good comparison then. Let me think about Hanna, a good comparison. Hanna Barbera was I, I I see I think of Hanna Barbera as mostly in the 80s, like 60s, 70s, and 80s. But like into the 90s, I don't know that they were as firing on all cylinders. I could be remembering it wrong. But um, I, I don't know that Flintstones was. I, I'm with you with, with what you're saying. Like I don't know that they were. They could have capitalized it. I think more in the '80s, but maybe it wouldn't have looked as good. Another live action like Bugs Bunny, maybe. If they decided to make a live action Bugs Bunny, nowadays, I yeah, yeah right now, right, right. right yeah. I don't think that would play. Very yeah, well. no, I, I hear you. But they'll probably turn around and make one, and it'll make money, and I'll look like a a dope. I think I heard that they were making or, a Space Jam sequel. My gosh. But, <laughs> Where's our movie money at? This is a movie. Um, okay, so um, my biggest thing is why. Why do they make this? What's the point of it? It did make a lot of money. That's 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 for sure. I think that um, it's really corny. I don't think that it holds very up very well watching it now. That's a big one. That, that's that's mm-hmm. a big test on a movie. Uh, is it timely? It's not very timely. And even for 1994, I don't think it was that timely. But it is a, a movie. Not the worst movie we've ever done on here. I, I, I will admit that. Uh, but still, for me, horrible to watch. Again, my son, who's seven, it, it could not keep his attention. Uh, it also did not keep my attention when I watched it again. And it's acted up in a way. And the second one, I do remember watching some of that, and it was acted up in a way that I was like, yikes. Anyway, that's about all I got. Anything else bad you can think of? Oh. Anything? Well, I think, no gazoo? No kinda, great gazoo? Kinda, yeah, I wish they had great gazoo. <laughs> hey, dum-dums! <laughs> I, think, I think they actually have that in the uh, the second one. Yeah, he's in Viva Rock Vegas. Yeah, or the, the prequel. Oh, hey, dum-dums! <laughs> anyway, um, that's it. No laugh track. They could have had a laugh track in this one. I would love, that's I would why, love that. We, we probably should have said that at the beginning of the episode, but that's why we've had a laugh track during this episode. Wait. Of wait, oh, that's our studio audience we have here oh, today. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. We have that. several thousand in here today. Um, <laughs> isn't that right, guys? Yes. Um, yes, that's right. Um, so, well, thanks. Thanks, guys. We'll pay you and then, later. And then, Kramer, and then Kramer enters the scene. <laughs> Oh, this about, isn't a mango. How about that? Were, were you guys ever weirded out by laugh tracks? Like you could tell that it was yeah. canned laughter. Yeah, no. Right. That's, that's why, like, um, I know the show has a, a completely different context now, but like the Cosby show, like when it first came out, that was a big thing. Like they would start out every episode with, you know, the Cosby show is filmed in front of a live studio audience. And, um, you know, Sif Pop kind of has kind of taken that you know sip pop is recorded in front of a live internet audience that was such a big deal because of the canned laughter thing like right. uh, mash 
there were a lot of shows like MASH and right. like Flintstones and stuff that came through the 60s and 70s where that was just commonly expected. But by the time I was watching shows in the 80s, I, I felt like it was weird. Like oh, it, was, it was it was creepy because yeah, it was and, always the same and into the Into the 90s, yeah. you had like uh, Family Matters and you had some of those that had that same laugh track thing going on. It's like, what was that funny? Saved by the Bell is one that has the worst laugh track ever. If you listen to a <laughs> Saved by the Bell episode... Oh my gosh! There are some of those when Screech says something, you're like, "That wasn't funny." One, and then two, the sound is like, "What? Who's laughing at that?" Like, and people are like laughing hysterically at it. It's like weird. It's like so fake sounding. The the funny thing is that they were probably no pun intended. They were probably uh, getting these recordings of people that were just like fake laughing. Like they they would bring like <laughs> yeah exactly like yeah <laughs> twenty five people into a like recording Foley, studio like Foley artists yeah exactly yeah, except they're not. Breaking celery to make, you know, uh, <laughs> arm-breaking sounds or making laugh tracks. You're so. banging two coconuts together. Uh, Bam, we didn't talk about this. Bam Bam was raised, in this movie, was raised by mastodons. Yeah. How's that work? It's like being raised by wolves. And just following them around? And they're showering him up and he's singing Akuna Matata and everything else? I mean, no? I mean, tar- Tarzan turned out all right. Hey, but one thing that's kind of funny, you know. They- Who was Mowgli raised by? Uh, wolves. Wolves? Yeah. So it's similar. Well, wasn't it Blue the Bear? Uh, later, or kinda, yes, okay. yeah. I only know this because we watched Jungle Book with my daughter <laughs> a True. couple months ago. But yeah, True. he's raised by wolves, and then yeah, he got taken. The out. simple bare necessities. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> um, but he didn't have a tail, so uh, everyone was happy. He was a good. He was well, well a, a perfect adoption because he didn't have a tail, is what Fred said. Or at least he didn't have a tail like the so and so's kid. Good lord, is Rosie O'Donnell funny in this? She has no real funny parts. She's well, this is maybe uh, a few things, but she's very subdued. It's 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 very easy to watch her. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not Rosie. I will say this though: this is a League Ro- of Their Own territory. I mean, yeah, me. and that's all I can say. Rosie in a League of Their Own is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I'm I'm saying, I, I know that she can be inflammatory about some of the things she will say sometimes, uh, but Rosie in the League of Their Own is as good as any as anybody. Madonna is in that movie and does a great yeah. job. So <laughs> it's like, you know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying like that's oh, yeah, a great no, movie. Absolutely, uh, recommended on for the quality movie podcast um a league of their own yeah and we should start that people are like why why <laughs> uh rate this movie one horrible to five horribles i think i know the answer for me on this movie one horrible being bad there's no right answer not by the way. great five being um the star wars uh Special, the Star Wars Christmas special, or holiday special. <laughs> oh, I cringe at that one. That bad. Yeah, or, that's or the, bad. Or the Love Guru. Or anything from uh, Mr. Science Theater. We talked about that yeah. too, MST3K, and how <clears throat> those movies are generally as horrible. I'd, I'd put it maybe at a three. Wow. Two, two or three. I was going to give it a one. I'll be honest with you. Okay. Oh, really? I, I, you know, it's like. Yeah. I, I, I thought, here's what I thought, Rod. I thought. I would watch this and be like, "This is really, really bad." It, it's it's horrible to me because it's so corny. Like mm-hmm. I just have a hard time watching something so corny where you look at it and you're like, "Ah, right. pun after pun after joke after joke." That's most of the movie, right? It's, puns? it's all the oh, movie. Yeah. It's a whole movie, and it's just like I, I can't handle. It's that just weird to minutes. watch. It's hard to watch that corny, but it's not like the room or like movies that you're like this shot so bad, yeah. badly shot does, does the this cinematography on this is pretty seeing good for what I, it is i like actually i like the way they sh- you know the yeah the setup for it yeah. the you know because it it it's kind of entertaining will, to see the uh yeah does it look like it's on a, on a soundstage yeah like oh yeah 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 yeah. now there's some outside shots that are done in court in a quarry or wherever mm-hmm. it was shot yeah that look more real but there's a lot of setup shots that look fake to me that, that was more acceptable back then, I think, than now. Well, and this is one of those movies where, you know, the, how do you, how else do you do it? A lot of that, you know, yeah. um, you're not making high art, right? Did, you know what I'm you, saying? Like, not like we're trying to make, you know. Did you feel like they rec- Othello or something? Why here. they did they recreate Bedrock in a believable way? Like, did, did it kind of look like the show? Yeah, it, it did. Yeah, it there, did. There were a couple shots that I was like, I wonder if that set piece is still around because it looks so permanent. And they didn't do CGI in the way like Lord of the Rings did CGI, where you're like, it's this infinite scape mm-hmm. of a billion orcs out there lined right. up for battle. They they obviously made that town set, and I'd like to know where that town set is at. Well, and like yeah. the uh, the cars that they used, they actually they used uh, steel oil drums. 
That's cool. And uh, made just him kind like of rocks. made fake rock stuff over him. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I'd go with it, too. Um, so in Utah, so da- David is saying in the live chat that it was filmed in Utah and L.A. L.A. has got to be the soundstage that it was filmed on. And then, or the tar pits. And then, um, the <laughs> yeah, no, I can tell you, it wasn't, at, it wasn't at the La Brea tar pits. So. La, La, uh, Utah's got to be that, uh, uh the quarry or, or whatever, just the rock formation because there's a lot of rocks out there. And then Sydney in the live chat gave, gives us the one. I, like I said, I same as me. Not the obviously not the worst thing we've ever done. Now oh, I've I mean, seen much worse. So yeah. I'm guaranteeing you, uh, the Rock Vegas one, the sequel to this one, or the prequel sequel, whatever it is, is it's one. It's same characters, different actors, and what? you, yeah, you yeah. know you're you know you're doomed whenever that happens. So, gosh, I wonder if anyone actually Baratheon, saw that Robert Baratheon from uh, Game of Thrones is uh, Fred. In the second one, oh my the God. actor that plays then, Robert Baratheon, Mike, and then uh, Baldwin, what, um, Stephen Baldwin, Stephen Baldwin, yeah, the le- the, one uh, of the lesser known Baldwins, <laughs> is is Barney. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, uh, there you go. So let's do this. Uh, good times, the Flintstones. Uh, yeah, but have a good time. Uh, let's do. What have you been into lately? This can be anything um, fun that you want to pass along to others. It could be a show you watch that you just want to talk about briefly. Oh gosh. Um, I think I've talked about Westworld 14 times on this show when, and when, when it comes my turn to do this. Uh, it could be anything, though. It could be... Uh, uh, Phil cued me into the Star Trek, the new star, the newest Star Trek show. It's pretty good. Uh, and then there's others. Cobra Kai, I've talked about that. It could be a book. It could be a game. Okay, the one thing I got... Uh, this is going to sound odd with it, but I got a uh, pit... or a uh, It's a pit boss pellet smoker... Oh, this is that's awesome. Yeah. So what's so, odd about that? So I love those, smoke okay, meats. You know, so it's like I've been smoking briskets with that. And it's mm. like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what have you been missing all these years? Type of thing. It, exactly. How, yeah, that's awesome. How long have how, how long do you leave? Like we're smoking a brisket. How long are you leaving that in there? I will usually go anywhere from ten to thirteen hours. Oh, but, <laughs> but but it's it's awesome because with the with the pellets you can keep the temperature about the right right temperature. So, I'll start that up before I go to bed. Yes. Get, just get it going. Put yes. that brisket on there. Yes. And wake up the next morning and so good. check it. Take it out. Oh man, it's it's heavenly. Ribs. That's cool. Um, I have done some ribs, not not near as long, but yeah, the brisket is just mm. phenomenal. And I'm used. A little shout out to um, it is uh, the Dizzy Pig is the name of the uh, company. I think they're out of Virginia, but I use uh, the rub I've been using is. Uh, Red Eye Express, which is a coffee-infused rub. Oh, so it's, man. you know, you got the nice barbecue, you know, a few few little spicy bites here and there, but then it's also got a little bit of a coffee hint. Okay. and That's cool. Oh, that is just Is this the incredible. website, Dizzy Pig? Mm-hmm. DizzyPigBBQ.com. <laughs> so DizzyPigBBQ.com. Uh, that's seasonings. I feel like we're doing an ad for them. Let them know you heard about us here <laughs> with uh, promo code... Uh, uh, Rodney BBQ, and you'll get zero uh, percent no, off your next purchase. Not real. Well, the zero percent is real. <laughs> tell them, tell them the Horrible Podcast sent you, and they'll be like, "Who? <laughs> okay." <laughs> anyway, dizzy, dizzypigbbq.com. Yeah. For all your seasoning needs, look no further than Dizzy Pig. Dizzy Pig, a proud sponsor <laughs> of. The ni- <laughs> 1992 Olympic team. What? All right. I don't know where that came from. Okay. Well, um, let's see. What have you been into lately, Phil? Well, I won't talk about Star Trek Discovery because I talked about that on a, on a previous show. But uh, finish that incredible ending. If if you haven't seen it, uh, find a way to see it. You can get actually get a week of CBS All Access for free. So that's an uh, easy way to see it. But like it, it kind of got me. It's only fifteen episodes, so it kind of got me jonesing for Star Trek again. Like I haven't watched any Star Trek in over a decade, probably. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back and watch uh, Star Trek. So Star Trek Discovery is a prequel to the original series, it's a prequel series. Um, even more further back, of course, is Star Trek Enterprise. Yes. Uh, with Bakula, Scott Bakula. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I never seen a single episode of that. Went back and started watching it. Not as good. <laughs> No, Enterprise is not as good. <laughs> but I think... And the I'm way it's acted is not as good. Now, no, it's uh, not. Jean-Luc Picard is coming back for a show. Oh, really? Uh, some, something to do with it. It's Patrick Stewart. Cool. Patrick Stewart is coming back... That's awesome. ...to Star Trek. So, um, to do the something. strong bow commercials weren't cutting it for Not him. enough. Not enough money. <laughs> I, I, I'm liking Star Trek Enterprise enough to keep with it, though. I, I think I'm, I'm probably going to end up writing it out. Um, so. And they're going to keep 
producing things there too. Do you go to the Comic Cave in Springfield? Yes. So great, great place. The ComicCave.com. They're having a comic book, a Comic Cave, uh, like CaveCon coming oh, cool. up in September. I think is when it is. Okay. I have to look it up. Anyway, I heard that on the radio and thought that was kind of uh, interesting. So go to the ComicCave.com uh, to find out more if you're into comic books or whatever. But uh, that's my uh, way we've been to. And I'm not super into it, but I heard it, heard it and I wanted to give them a shout out because we've done that for. Who's the other one we talked about the other week? Brizzle. Oh yeah, Ribblecon is what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ribblecon was really good this yeah. year. So they're going. A lot of those comic shops are going to that thing where they're they're doing it. But anyway, um, that's about it. You guys, thanks for coming in, Rodney. Thank you oh, so much. A lot of fun. Um, it's always fun uh to get together. The Flintstones is fun. And uh, Phil, thank you. Yabba dabba, maybe. Check us out. Yabba dabba, no way. Uh, check us out at One Horror Movie on Twitter and um, Studio DNA Studio DNA dot Media. See you soon. Yabba dabba do. No. Oh, why? Why, Dino? Stop licking my face. What are you doing, Dino? Oh, oh, hey, Fred. Oh, hey, what's happening, Fred? Dino's licking my face again. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, well, let me let me see if Bam Bam can help can help get him off you. Bam 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 Bam. Bam 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 Bam. Oh, 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 my face. Bam Bam hit me in the face. Oh, oh, my face. Oh, Bam Bam, get off his face. Oh, oh sorry, Fred, old pal. Uh, sorry there. Uh, oh, sorry, Twinkle Toast. The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1 KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1 Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5 WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the HorrorMoviePodcast.com. Oh, I'm the real